We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. Good evening, everybody. What is up? Welcome. It's once again time for the Roto Grinders. No, the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour pre- presented by Roto Grinders. Got to get that right. I've only been doing this show for like three years now. But uh, Austin Lee, John Lee, you know, they uh, I, I hear like their their heritage is matches up somewhere long, long ago. And we just happen to stroll across each other's paths at Football Guys and reunited and going to have a family reunion, I hear, in Nashville for the Roto Grinders party. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we're uh, planning all sorts of Lee festivities, the traditional Lee games, uh, the traditional Lee uh, photographs. It's going to be quite an extravaganza. And I hope John has uh, the family reunion t-shirt, which of course you have to have when you go to a family reunion. What is up, Tip and Pick? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, happy to be here tonight. This is a, you know, I was thinking about this as I was prepping for the show this evening. I remember last week we all kind of agreed it was a, uh, a slate that we weren't too excited about. And, uh, you know, looking back at the results, I think all three of us had very nice weeks. So maybe we should not be excited about slates more often. And uh, 
you know, maybe some better things would happen. Not that, not that, you know, we're, we're uh, pushovers or anything, but last week I think was exceptionally good uh, to all three of us. Yeah, definitely. I know I got a King of the Beach. Austin kicked my hiney in Loser's Lane. John, I know you uh, binged something in an early only out there on FanDuel. So it was a great week all around on that side of things. But again, um, you know, we've got to get a new puzzle to solve every week. That's the wonderful thing about Daily Fantasy is it's never the same. And this week, more than any, there's we're actually going to have value. You know, John, and, and uh, you know, this – this is one thing that I've noticed is like, it feels like the sites have been really sharp with the pricing, but with this trade deadline that happened, all sorts of opportunities have changed and they already had salaries out. So it almost feels like a, uh, like an NBA slate where you had the late scratch and then you got all the value open up. Kind of like, I mean, I, I don't know anything about NBA uh, to be completely honest, but I do know a little bit about baseball and that's what it felt like to me. It was like July 31st and we were getting all these, these trades and typically that's not something we see at least not to the degree we saw yesterday on Tuesday uh we saw a lot of fairly major trades that I think will will uh, shake up some offenses and some defenses and certainly we're going to break that down for everybody this evening to uh to kind of see how this is all going to shake out and, and affect uh not just uh daily fantasy but also the teams in general uh Austin you and I squared off at loser's lane last week and my my God, you whooped me. Um, it was really, really, really bad. Uh, to the tune of, uh, I think, like 79 points or so, like you beat me. So it was not even close. Could not even late swap my myself off of anything. But uh, awfully impressive team that you built last week, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 198-something uh, points. I uh, felt pretty good about that. It helped me uh, win quite a lot of contests. It was It was a good week. Yeah. And uh, of course, though, that means yours truly has to take a stroll down loser's lane. Now, here's the thing, you know, I have a hunch that this loser's lane song is not going to play to the millennial audience that we, of course, have, because, you know, exactly. I mean, I'm happy that you two old farts will understand, you know, this song and when it happened and why it's great, but I'm also fairly certain that like anybody under the age of like 25 will be like, what is this? Like, I have no <laughs> idea what that is. And, uh, but you know, I, you, what you did this past week, Austin, it was truly unbelievable. So what I decided to do is build a little homage to you because you deserved it because you've been kicking butt and you do a great job on this show. So my tribute to Austin Lee, this week's Loser's Lane. And you will find me on Loser's Lane. Because I'm the week's loser. Yes, I'm the real loser. All you other big losers can hail the king. Goobah. My lineups for dead for the night. When you add up all of those inches, it'll be the difference between winning and losing. This is why this show is like no other in fantasy sports. You don't find that anywhere else.
you burden him with your questions. He'd never tell a lie. He loves Foo Fighters and Star Wars, but spoilers will make him cry. He's rarely seen on Loser's Lane. His teams drive me insane. He shot me down by 80 points. His win streak continues. Those teams he builds, showing all that DFS skill. Those teams he builds. Austin's unbelievable. So unbelievable. <laughs> there you have it. Another edition of Losers Lane. Uh, Austin, you should feel honored that you got a whole song written about you. Um, that's a first. I don't think we've quite done that. And for all you youngsters out there, EMF, okay? That's all you need to know. Google it on up. Listen to the song. It's a catchy little tune, I thought. Catchy little tune. Especially with your English accent. I, you know, that was, uh, yeah. was very, very well executed. <laughs> it was terribly executed, but I had to give some sort of spin on it. So why not go with the, uh, I mean, I don't know if is it British? Is it Australian? Uh, I don't really know. I think it might be Australian. It might be. But I think you I did a know. nice job of doing a hybrid of those two accents just to cover all your bases. <laughs> that's that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. All right. Well, next week, it'll be Austin. It'll be John. Thank God it won't be me. And uh, good luck to those fellas in their head-to-head -head contest. All right, guys, let's get into this week nine. And uh, like we talked about in the opening, just a crazy week in terms of the trade deadline. I mean, I can't remember an NFL season where we've had so many trades, Austin. And, uh, you know, it's also in a week where, you know, we've got to change a quarterback in certain places out there, you know, Denver in particular. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, doesn't look like he's going to be able to play for the next six weeks. So there's so much news that's happening here. Um, I want to start out with, like, what do you think is the biggest thing for us this week on all the news that's kind of broke that's happened? What do you feel kind of stands out most for us daily players week nine? I think you have to take a look at two situations really closely. One is that Kelvin Benjamin is no longer in Carolina. So you have to make a call on their receiving core and see if there's value there. And without Ezekiel Elliott, I think you have to make a call on whether you're going to take a shot on one of these Dallas running backs. Those are two situations where you might find value. Uh, I uh, am more keen on looking at, say, a Devin Funchess than I am necessarily the Dallas running game. But, uh, you know, those are two situations that have opened up some value, I feel like. Yeah, and there's going to be plenty of it, too. You know, and you've got it in that Dallas running game. You'll have it as well in that Miami running game. And I'd love to say, like, oh, they're just going to pass it. But they were they going to pass it? They got nothing. Team is awful. They've got nothing going for them right now. But let's start with your Cowboys, John, because you're a big Cowboy fan. Got a nice plastic or, uh, excuse me, paper belt buckle that you modeled after the, the beautiful star. There it is. Thank you. Still has it handy. Um, McFadden Morris. I mean, it's still early in the week for us, and I'm hopeful we'll get more clarity. But do you have a hunch here on Wednesday night what how the split's going to break down? I do have a hunch. Uh, we saw today uh, that uh, Alfred Morris was taking 
first team snaps with Dak Prescott and Dez and, uh, you know, obviously the first team. And um, uh, uh, Darren McFadden was was actually getting work with uh, Cooper Rush, the backup quarterback. I think what we're going to see here is about a uh, two two to one split where Alfred Morris is out there first and second down. Maybe Darren McFadden comes in on third. He actually is not a bad receiver out of the backfield. Uh, traditionally, he's done he's done okay in that role. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, coming into the day, I did not think that was going to be the case. I thought that uh, they would run with the hot hands. Um, but I think that we're going to see it's going to be Alf Morris given the first chance to go this uh, this weekend against Kansas City. That said, I have some reservations about playing either one of them because I think both sites, knowing that the Zeke Elliott's uh, decision was coming up in the court system, they priced them appropriately with the the indecision with regards to which one was going to play. And uh, I think they're both like 55, 5,600 on both sites. And so I, I think it makes it a really difficult decision outside of maybe a tournament play to uh, to roll with either one of those guys. Um, given the the uh, the uncertainty with regards to playing time, as well as uh, the, the lofty price that they've they've stuck on these two. Somebody mentioned to me that Yahoo did not price them up. So if you're playing over there, you might get them at like that ten dollar minimum salary. And if that's the case, it's hard and maybe not to pull the trigger on on one of them. But you're right. I thought the sites did a pretty good job of getting them to a place where they don't feel overpriced, but they're certainly not underpriced. And they make you think about it, which is all we can ask for. Uh, Jay Ajayi was traded here, Austin. You know, he'd been terrible this season in Miami. Doesn't even look like he might be active this week for Philadelphia. They play on Thursday. So um, I think eventually he's going to be interesting because he's got a much better line. But uh, you got to wait and see how that plays out. So don't play him in your Thursday contest, I think, here today. He's not, um, he's not in the Thursday game. He's not. Oh, is he not the Thursday game? One of my Thursday is below in the Jets. At, uh, New York Jets. My fault, guys. Uh, no, that's cool. For whatever reason, I thought Philly was on Thursday. Um, I but still no. wouldn't play him this week. Yeah. I wouldn't play him on Thursday for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's why he's the Hey, well-deserved. Well-deserved. <laughs> But you wouldn't play him this week, um, and, and I think that's the right call. I mean, they're saying he might not even be active this week. And it's a tough matchup even if he is active, so I, I think he's in a void this week. Uh, how about Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake? I, I think I saw Tip and Pick tweet something about this, you know, backfield, like, soon after this trade. Am I wrong, John? Uh, you're not wrong. I did say that. Okay. Uh, I got that these, right. Yes. You got, you got that much mm-hmm. right. I did say that of these, uh, two running backs, uh, I believe that Kenyon Drake is the guy who's going to get the first opportunity to win the job. Um, he's going up against a, uh, an Oakland's defense that um, has been, I guess, middle of the pack, uh, you know, looking forward here there, I guess their 23rd DVOA DVOA against the rush. Uh, let me make sure that's correct. Yeah. And they're giving up four and a quarter yards per carry to, to opposing running backs. Uh, overall, I, I think that this game, it's a Sunday night game. So it's not on the DraftKings main slate. It's uh, it's only going to be on uh, Fanzel's main slate. Um, it, again, it's uh, Oakland at Miami. Um, you have two defenses that uh, are terrible against the pass. And so if you can make a case, and I'm not saying that you should make one, but if you can make a case for Jay Cutler, um, this game could go back and forth because the uh, Oakland's going to put up points. Um, I know that uh, I can see Austin disagreeing with me 
Um, and, and so if you're listening to this on podcast form, Austin hates this call, but I do think um, maybe on Yahoo, because I, I looked at this earlier, on Yahoo, Jay Cutler's price is very affordable. Um, but I think on fan... The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. Because of the way they price their quarterbacks, I'm not sure he's playable. Yeah, don't play Jay Cutler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be the show that that somebody comes back to and says, "Somebody told me to play Jay Cutler." I'm not going to let that happen. Okay, don't, not going to let, let that happen. Don't play Jay Cutler. Um, but you know, we also have the the Benjamin news, which you know Austin kind of let off with, and and Austin, you seem to be like Funches. You know, that's your guy. What about Samuel or Ed Dixon? Those are a couple other names that I think could potentially potentially benefit a little. Yeah. I'm not really looking at Dixon, but I do like uh, Samuel in, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Actually, what about Russell Shepard? I mean, he's getting some action too. I mean, I think that you could look at any of these receivers, but I don't like Ed Dixon in this situation. Russell Shepard's only 3,100 at DK. I could see him getting some action this week. I'm actually going to go totally different, go off the board here. I think it's a McCaffrey week here against Atlanta. They are, absolutely abysmal versus pass catching running backs that's all he does you put two and two together it should amount to a pretty good output for him I think what I see 31st for Atlanta so this could be a McCaffrey week and you know we've seen him have some monster PPR numbers over on DraftKings uh don't be afraid to throw him into I don't know if he's cash game playable for me this week based on the build but I definitely think in GPPs, he's got a lot of upside. Uh, Manuel Sanders, uh, he is practicing, so maybe there's a chance that he will be back. We will see. Um, we also have Trevor Simeon losing his job to Brock Osweiler. Uh, okay, I might not know what day they play on, but I do know that you might want to take the Philadelphia defense versus Brock Osweiler. Do I got that right, Austin? Yes, definitely, uh, especially over on DraftKings. Yes, do it. <laughs> Yeah, he, they are ridiculously cheap on DraftKings. Like, they could be, like, 50% owned on DraftKings. So cheap. Way too cheap. Um, everything else we have, let's see. Jordan Reed, a hamstring injury. You trust Vernon Davis these days, John? I do not trust Vernon Davis these days. I think there are a lot of options in that offense. They don't need to go to him. I will say, however, just for the sake of uh, being transparent, that's uh, Vernon Davis, without Jordan Reed in the lineup when playing in Washington, his uh, his splits with and without Jordan Reed, 6.4 points per game. This is DraftKings points, 6.4 per game with him, 11.1 without him. So I think that at some level that makes him playable, um, but I think there are better ways to go this weekend in tight end. Yeah, he's not like a min salary play either that's the thing if he was 4700 on draft on FanDuel um, or 3500 on DraftKings sure I'll fire him up at those numbers but he's not that cheap Um, and then we've got Janoris Jenkins on the defense for uh, New York he's going to be out John and you know this New York team is a complete and utter dumpster fire 
at this point in time. I don't know why they just haven't fired their head coach yet, but um, this can be advantageous to Jared Goff here today, and he's been he's been actually pretty good this year. Now, I still think that people don't realize how solid of numbers he's put up this season. Oh, he's put up some really nice numbers this season. You know, this is a great spot for for Jared Goff. You know, they're coming off of a bye week. Uh, you've got Eli Apple on one side, and you have uh, it'll be Ross Cockrell going on the other side, and DRC out of the slot. So I think that you know you could really maybe for the first time this year, look at a guy like Sammy Watkins to have a bounce back game. I hope he's neither one of your bounce back candidates, but um, he'll be low owned because he hasn't done anything all year. And he should see some really weak coverage in the form of Eli Apple and Ross Cockrell. So don't sleep on him as a, uh, a deep GPP flyer in this matchup. All right, let's get to our chalk talk and we'll uh, hit up the positions here and some of the guys that uh, may be popular and how we're kind of handling this situation. And Austin, let's start with, the obvious, and that's Deshaun Watson here against the absolutely pitiful Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the problem is we got a juiced up Deshaun Watson, and I'm talking about his salary here, boys. Uh, 9.6K on FanDuel. Yikes. I mean, that is a thousand more than Russell Wilson, uh, 1,200 more than, you know, what Drew Brees. I mean, my goodness, the guy is is just ridiculously priced there. Most expensive guy in DraftKings at 8100 Now, I'll say this is a good thing because if he wasn't, everybody would be on him. But how much do you think the ownership will drop because of the fact that the site's got his salary up so high? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they juiced up the price. I mean, I don't see getting him into my cash game lineups with the builds I'm doing. His price is just too high, and I'm not finding enough value at other positions to get him in. Um, Russell Wilson is significantly cheaper, and I feel like his upside is pretty strong as well. So I don't see using him in cash. Now, over in GPPs, you know, I'll have some exposure to him, obviously, but I think the whole field's going to be on this guy. So it's hard to go too nuts with putting him in GPPs either. You, you almost have to bet on them getting up with the running game and sort of fading the passing game, I think, in GPPs. Yeah, John. I mean, I think this Texans-Colts game is absolutely fascinating here because, you know, it does look like a smash spot for him. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins has been lights out. Will Fuller seemingly scores a touchdown every time he catches the ball. Um, but they're also like double digit favorites here. And a lot of times we know that means that the running backs are the ones that are putting up the best numbers. That's what the, you know, kind of trends have shown over the years. Um, how are you handling Watson in just this game in general, even if you want to hit up on some other positions? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you really have to consider Lamar Miller because of the Houston Texans options, he's the one who's most affordable and he's coming off of a pretty nice week last week. Uh, Indianapolis is giving up the, uh, the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs using the DraftKings scoring system. Uh, last week, they, they, I guess you could say they shut down uh, Joe Mixon and uh, company there in, in Cincinnati. But the weeks prior to that, uh, TJ Yeldon got 122 yards and a touchdown. Prior to that, Derrick Henry, 130 yards and a touchdown. So they can be beaten. And Lamar Miller, is, uh, he's not a pushover. So um, he, I, I think I've got him down as 6,200 on DraftKings and 7,500 on FanDuel as 13-point home favorites. That's the way I'm going with Houston this week. 
And I think they're going to avoid Deshaun Watson. He's just so expensive. I mean, I think we saw somewhere, uh, one of our football guys, uh, private forums today, I saw somebody say that he's the, his salary this week is the, is the third highest salary on FanDuel this year. And uh, that, that's just way too high for a rookie quarterback. I don't care what he's done. No, I, I mean, I don't think it's too high for – he's not a rookie. Who cares if he's a rookie or not? Dude just smashed on the road in Seattle, okay? The guy is ridiculously good. He does it with his feet as well. We know how much of an advantage that is in fantasy scoring. Um, that doesn't bother me. I just wonder, can we build a lineup with him? And I think he actually can on DraftKings. I think there's enough value out there. And I think, you know, we'll kind of talk about this a little bit later, I guess, but I'm going to mention it now because I think it's pertinent to this discussion is you actually have some cheap options there on Indianapolis on the other side. And I think like this Texans defense is really, really bad. This is a complete and utter, you know, uh, different look than what they had a year ago when they went to the playoffs, they either traded away or didn't resign or got hurt all of their top players. Silva talks about it pretty much every single week. And I think we saw that happen last. I mean, Seattle's offense haven't looked that good all season long and they went ham. So I don't think it's impossible to run back guys like T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle with these uh with these, you know, Houston Texans players, just because they're gonna need to get, you know, it's it's gotta be back and forth. There's no other kind of game flow that I see playing out here. So that's kind of the way that I'm attacking it. I think they're great in GPPs. Uh, you might be able to reach for one in cash. And if it was me, it would probably be uh, the wide receiver in Hopkins is where I'd go. But let's talk about other guys that we like. We mentioned Wilson. I think we can all agree on him. I like Drew Brees this week, Austin. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit nervous looking at the last four games against Tampa. He's only gone over 300 yards once and thrown for two touchdowns. But this Tampa defense for me feels way worse than what we've seen in years prior. And uh, and he seems primed for like a four-touchdown game here against a team that does not rush the passer that well. Yeah, and they've allowed the most normalized fantasy points to quarterbacks of any team. So I think Drew Brees has to be in your cash game considerations. I would say that Wilson, Brees, and Dak Prescott are the three cash game uh, quarterbacks I'm considering right now. Yeah, I think I'm in definitely on that. Uh, Breeze or Wilson for you, John? Uh, I think Wilson offers me a little bit of salary cap uh, relief that I that I'm okay with taking. Uh, Wilson, you know, he we, we didn't talk about this in the outset, but he picked up a pretty darn good offensive lineman this week, which is something that mm -hmm. he's been missing for a while. So uh, I, I think that um, that he definitely benefits from that, and they've kind of just unleashed him this year. I think four of his past five games have been. Very, very nice games. And, uh, you know, don't be surprised to see him um, finish out the season strong as he did back in, uh, I guess, 2015. So um, he's one of my favorites to uh, finish out um, in, in a very strong manner. Let's get some value options out there at the quarterback because it's always a fun spot to save, especially, I think, on a week like this where typically people aren't going to want to do that in their builds because. You know, there isn't Ezekiel Elliott, there isn't Le'Veon Bell, there isn't Antonio Brown, but I'll tell you right now, Brett Hundley's salary on FanDuel is really, 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 really cheap. Um, and I, I, you can't play it in cash games, but I'm telling you, if you wanted to load up on 
Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Thomas, get some stud running backs in there. You can do it with him. And I know he looked god-awful, John, in that last game, but he did give us a touchdown on the ground. And at least he's at home with an extra week to prepare against the um, against the Lions. I don't – I think he's going, he's going to be in my GPP script this week on FanDuel. I'll say that. Uh, I, I I don't disagree with that. The only the only problem with him is that's the Monday night game, right? So if you're going to get him, you've got to play that special slate. And you know, generally speaking, I don't know. It's more my experience, but I'll be honest and say I don't play the Sunday Monday slates quite often. But when I do play it, it's for the very reason that you're describing because I love a value play on Monday nights. And if you know, if if you know, this Wednesday. But if the touts start talking about uh, how much you can get into your lineup if you've got uh, Brett Hundley as quarterback, then he could end up being overowned on that slate. Um, that's the reason I would I would just caution people just to say, be careful. Well, and I think Sunday Monday is a totally different animal. I'm even talking Thursday Monday because I think that's the slate that you can play them. Sure. And the, I just don't. Th- nobody likes playing guys on Monday night anyway because they're not a part of the main slate. They're not a part of their research that they're doing. I'm telling you, if you're playing some Thursday through through Monday, throw them in a couple of lineups and you'll get them at like sub 5% ownership. What about Jameis Winston? Last cheap guy that kind of stands out. I know he's a little bit banged up here, Austin, but if he plays, this is one of the few games this week that I would like to potentially have some back and forth to it. Um, what do you think on, on Winston? I'm not real high on Winston. If I'm looking cheap at quarterback, I think I'd rather go a little lower and go Jacoby Brissett. Like you said, I think that game could go back and forth a bit. That Houston defense is not looking good. Um, You know, early in the week, they were talking like, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick might have to get fired up this weekend. Uh, You know, it looks like Winston's going to play. That was, you know, a little too premature, but uh, he's definitely not 100% at this point. No, he's not, but he's really cheap on DraftKings. They definitely are begging you to take a look. Uh, John, running back, let's go to this uh, position. And, you know, Mark Ingram, the the sites don't seem to be a believer that this guy is like a number one back because he's still under 8K on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And uh, I think he's going to be chalk-tastic this week. Yeah, you know, the thing I don't get is, I don't know if it's, if I I don't even know what it is, but the sites still do not respect the fact that this guy can catch the ball as well. Uh, last week, he had six receptions for 24 yards the week prior. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. He had four. The week prior to that, he had five. week prior to that, he had four. He's catching a lot of passes in addition to getting a, a slew of touches. Over the past three weeks, he's had 65 touches and four touchdowns. Um, it's an incredible amount of volume, especially when you add in those uh, full PPR and he's 7,600 on, on uh, FanDuel this week. He's actually 7,900 over there on FanDuel. I think he's in play. He's a, he's a firm chalk play for me this week, um, especially as a home favorite against Tampa Bay. Uh, just love, love what he brings to the table at that, at that price point. What if I told you he's 
40% owned in GPPs. What, what exposure do you give if you're uh, multi? Less than that, for sure, less than that. Uh, you know, Kamara is still heavily involved in the offense. Uh, last week, he had 11 touches. The, week, the two weeks prior, he had 14 touches each. We certainly know that uh, Michael Thomas, they need to get him involved. And we know this Tampa Bay secondary is not good. Hashtag not good. Lots of lots of volume going through uh, the, the secondary there. So New Orleans very legitimately could score all their points um, through the air, but um, I don't think you can ignore uh, Ingram at this price. So uh, no, you, it's, you can't. It's an ownership thing. Yeah, and he'll be like, I think this week in 50-50s, he'll be like 80% on FanDuel and maybe on DraftKings too. Like he's he really stands out as an obvious play. Um, but, you know, we got to roster multiples here, Austin. Give me a couple other running backs that uh, you like or think could garner some ownership. Sure. I think depending on how my build goes, I'm either looking a little bit lower and considering Lamar Miller in cash or I'm paying up a little bit and going with Todd Gurley. Um, I'd love to be able to squeeze Kareem Hunt in there, but he's a little bit pricey for my builds to get into my cash game lineups. Uh, and if you're playing Thursday through Monday, don't neglect another Packer. And Aaron Jones, who uh, he looked really good last time, John. He got 17 carries, over 100 yards. And, you know, if they don't want Brett Hundley to be the guy, uh, Jones is just a little bit cheaper, I think, than than Lamar Miller is on DraftKings. So I'm going to throw him out there. Any names to add to our running back list? No, I mean, I think, I think we hit the high ones. It's Ingram, Gurley, Miller, and Hunt. Those are, those are the chalk options entering this weekend. All right, let's get to wide receiver here. And again, DeAndre Hopkins uh, against the Colts. If you can fit him, if you can make it work, that's great. Um, again, you could have the concern, of course, that it's a blowout and they just don't need to leverage him that much. But then you could also make the other argument that he might be a reason why they're up by 21 points going into the fourth quarter. So uh, he's fine today if you can make him work. But uh, where are we looking at our other options? For me, I am buying all in on Mike Thomas this week. Uh, Michael Thomas, Mike Thomas. I don't know what he wants to be called. But uh, I love him. We talked, you know, I think it was Scott Barrett and Beerswater. They did a, um, a nice little uh, analysis of teams versus receivers and DraftKings output. And it, it is embarrassingly bad how much the Tampa Bay Bucks give up to those wide receiver ones. That's Michael Thomas. This week, he eats over 100 and a touchdown. Lock it in. Lock and load. He's high on my list as well. I, I completely agree. Um, he's a guy I'm trying to get into my uh, cash game lineups. Uh, one of the conundrums I'm having in cash is T.Y. Hilton is incredibly cheap, but I also really want to play Jack Doyle. But I don't know if I can stomach putting two Colts into my cash game lineups, so especially over on DraftKings where they're both fairly cheaply yeah. priced. What do you guys do with that? John, what do you I mean? Go ahead. I think Hilton's a lock and load. You don't even think twice at 4,900 on, on DraftKings. I think he is, a, you know, a stone lock this week in cash. He's crazy cheap compared to the FanDuel price. He's really cheap, uh, you know, and I, and I agree with you, Austin. I'm not sure I'm going with both of those guys in my cash game lineups. Indianapolis has the third lowest implied team total on the week. It's uh, right. 18 points. 
So, uh, you know, you, you need at least one of them to score a touchdown and you need, you know, a, a fair amount of yardage because collectively 4,900 and then I think Jack Doyle's 4,300. Yeah. So you're basically playing for a, paying for a wide receiver one between the two of them. Uh, I don't know that I can get both of them or want, I should say, both of them in my cash game lineups. And, um, you know, as I say all this out loud, I think the way I would lean is T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. See, I, and I don't, I don't worry about it, though, um, so much because, A, I think the Texans' D is terrible. And I think, B, you're, you're going to get touchdown equity from these guys in cash games. Like, again, in GPPs, unless you're running it back with, you know, uh, with the Texans on the other side, you're talking to roster construction and whatnot, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But in, in cash games, like, I, I think they're both going to have a high enough floor. If one of them gets you a touchdown, I'm fine with that. Like, don't we, what's, what's the odds that we put that either T.Y. Hilton or Jack Doyle score touchdown this week? What do we think? Is it 100%. like, it, like, I say it's higher than that. Wait, what did you say, John? I said 50%. I would have said like 80 or 90. Uh, well, it's not that high. Look, from a secondary perspective, the person with the best matchup is coming out of the slot, and that's that's not neither one of those guys. Marlon Mack is seeing increased action, has been really good. Um, I could see him getting more action because as they give him the ball, he's doing more and more with it every week. Uh, there's two guys competing. You still have Frank Gore who can who can vulture stuff at the goal line. Uh, I, I'm not going any higher than 60%. You might get me there, but no. Oh, he's there. already going up. See, I was going to say, I was going to middle you. I think 70 is about the number. And uh, I have no problem spending that sort of salary because it's not that much to ensure I'm going to get a piece of a score and know that there's upside um, for more. So I think they're both very cash game playable. But we got other receivers to talk about, guys. Um we saw some breakouts here, John, with Richardson and Crowder. Richardson, obviously, out there in Seattle. Crowder in Washington. Uh, now they face off against each other in a game. Um, which side do you prefer here? Um, do you think they can do it again, or are we chasing points from last week? Well, I mean, as long as we're talking about chalk, it's Crowder for me. Uh, Crowder is is perennially the, the guy who's getting uh, more looks in his offense. He's more involved in his offense. You know, that you could say the possession receiver in Washington is a combination of Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, and Jameson Crowder. And Jordan Reed, we know, is not playing, so that leaves the other two guys, uh, Thompson and Crowder. Meanwhile, on the other side, when we're talking about Seattle, um, Richardson had a great week. There's no taking that away from him. But he had a season high in targets last week with seven. The week prior, he had two. I really don't think we're going to see that with Crowder. And so if we're talking chalk here, I got to go with the guy who's getting the volume because with volume comes points. Austin, anybody else? Any other wide receiver here? Um, I've got another one that I'll mention later in the show, but I like um, Des Bryant going up against uh, Kansas oh, yeah. City, especially his DraftKings price at 6,400. Um, Kansas City allows the sixth most normalized fantasy points to wide receivers. So Des Bryant is in a lot of my cash lineup. Yeah. My lone worry with Des and Dak this week is how much does Ezekiel Elliott make those guys really good? You know, um, like, you know, what I'm saying like there's so much pressure of stopping the run of Ezekiel Elliott, you take him out of the mix and it's like, Oh no, we've got to worry about Darren McFadden. Oh, we got to worry about, no, they don't have to worry about that. They can shut down their top option, which is going to be 
Des Bryant. Um, Dak Prescott has been super, super safe all season long. He's probably going to be fine, but there's just a little piece of me that makes me wonder if uh, they take a little bit of a step back here with Zeke probably out of the mix. We should know 100% probably by tomorrow. What do you think, John? Yeah, I was just going to add one more thing about Dez. Uh, Kansas City made a, a defensive change uh, last week. They pulled Terrence Mitchell, who was statistically one of the worst sec- uh, cornerbacks in the league. He'd given up, I believe, six touchdowns to that point in time, which was the high in the NFL. They benched him in, in favor of Kenneth Acker, who actually had a very good debut. So um, if you think you're getting a bit of that piece of that action, uh, it's going to be a combination of Acker who, you know, we could argue is relatively unproven. But on the other side, we know Marcus Peters is the real deal. So um, I I think that does downgrade the statistic in terms of normalized uh, uh, fantasy points allowed to that position. And there there may be better ways to go this week in cash, in my opinion. Uh, Tight ends, we think Jack Doyle is going to be chalk. Um, And then we've got Zach Ertz, who's in a fine spot against a funnel defense where they kind of take those targets from the wide receivers filter him over to the tight end. It's just really expensive. And then Jimmy Graham, uh, another not a bad week for him last week, John. So uh, I think he's another option for us. And then we talked a little bit about defense where Brock Osweiler has to play a road game in Philadelphia. Good luck with that one. Um, but dare we say um, San Francisco against Drew Stanton? I know San Francisco sucks. I know they're terrible, but it is Drew Stanton, John. He's terrible too. Uh, yeah, he's terrible, but I, I, I don't, I can't pay the salary that, that they're asking. I mean, what is he? 3,200, 3,200 for the Niners, uh, for, I, I can get the Rams against Eli Manning without any, without any, uh, receivers for 3,100. Um, I can get, uh, I, I don't know. I'm paying the extra $600 to go with Jacksonville, Saxonville, as you say, uh, they're just too darn good. Um, that's the team I want. I do like Jacksonville. I love that they opened up as a four-point favorite instead of a three-point favorite. I love that they're four-and-a-half. And, uh, but I also think Cincinnati could be sneaky on the other side. Don't forget, Blake Bortles is still their quarterback. He can throw yeah. interceptions. All right, um, let's get to a couple of game flows here, John. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, um, the first one I got on the list. What's your feeling on this one? Uh, this looks like the shootout game of the week. I mean, you've got, uh, you've got New Orleans – who on paper actually has, I was surprised to, to see this on paper, they have the fourth DVOA pass defense. Uh, I got to attribute a lot of that to Marshawn Lattimore. What, a, what an addition he's been this this uh, this season yeah. out of Ohio State. I mean, it, a shutdown cornerback. Talk a little bit about him later and, and what he's likely going to do to uh, Mike Evans and what that might mean for overflow to uh, the, rest of, the rest of the team. But uh, you know, against the ground, this is a 29th-ranked DVOA rush. They're giving up 4.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Bodes really well for Doug Martin as long as Tampa Bay can keep this game close. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I think that they can. It, Vegas has this as a uh, seven-point differential. We know that Drew Brees is going to get his, especially against the secondary. I think this game could be uh, could be a shootout. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Tampa Bay outperform their uh, 21 points implied total this, in this matchup. Then we got Kansas City and Dallas is the other one, Austin. Uh, Alex Smith, it's amazing how he's kind of not the league MVP any longer. You know, took a little time, but uh, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Um, we saw Kelsey go bananas, you know, this last week. Um, 
What's your thoughts on either side of this one? Uh, well, you know, Alex Smith is an interesting one. He doesn't have a ton of, uh, upside. I feel like that's kind of like what I have in my head, but he's actually having a pretty solid season. So I'm not against playing him in GPPs this week. And then, uh, I was going to save him for my, uh, bounce back candidate, but Tyree kill here, I think has a great matchup. And I think pairing him and Alex Smith could be an interesting GPP play. He's been really quiet lately. A little yeah. too quiet. Exactly. Uh, John, wide receiver cornerback matchups. Let's get to them. Uh, the good, the bad. What do we got? Yeah, so last week, uh, I believe I ran out of breath by the time I was finished with all of them. And this week, I'm going to have the opposite experience. There really isn't a lot to love this week. Um, certainly, I can go through a few of these. Um, I think the most obvious one is DeAndre Hopkins, as you guys have both already pointed out. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins should have been going up against Rashawn Melvin, who um, was 54th out of 72 qualifying cornerbacks over there at Pro Football Focus. But uh, he's got a concussion. So they're bringing a fellow named Pierre Desir. Pierre Desir has played for three teams in four different years. And I think that that should tell you all you need to know. He is no match for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say four teams, three years in two different leagues. He was in Canada. That's what I was really hoping for. But. I'll dig a bit deeper next time. That might be the case, but that, that's what I found in my, my little bit of digging on Pierre Desir. Uh, yeah, outside of him, I think a, a, a long shot GPP play, I would not have more than 5% exposure, but um, it, that game uh, between the Arizona Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers, you're going to have Pierre Sar Pierre Garçon, who is shadowed by Patrick Peterson. And then you'll have Trent Taylor um, being a lockdown from uh, the uh, Tira Mathau. That only leaves Marquise Goodwin on the outside, and he'll be going up against Justin Bethel. Justin Bethel was benched prior to his last game for uh, being an insufficient cornerback. And Bruce Arians announced today that he's going to put him back into the lineup. And so all of us DFS players breathed a sigh of relief. He's given up six touchdowns this year. When passes are thrown into his coverage, he's, got, he, he's allowed a 127 quarterback rating, and he's been beaten deep more so than, than most uh, cornerbacks. And that's exactly the type of thing that Marquise Goodwin brings to the table. He's got literal world-class speed. So uh, don't sleep on him at a cheap price this week. The biggest question there is whether or not C.G. Beathard, as a lame duck quarterback, can actually get him the ball. And so that's that's where you need to go. Uh, the, the juiciest matchup of the week is old man Larry Fitzgerald going up against Quan Williams. Quan Williams continues to be the last-ranked cornerback uh, in the NFL. He's targeted every 4.3 coverage snaps, and he gives up six inches in height to, uh, to uh, our friend Larry Fitzgerald. So they get inside the red zone. You know they're going to be looking for him. And then on – Thursday night, if you want a GPP flyer, definitely not cash game. Uh, if you're one of these people that have to have action on Thursday night, that's not me for the record. But Buster Screen, Screen, I got it right this today, today, fellas. Buster Screen is returning from a concussion, and he'll line up against uh, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, uh, not the, the guy we're always going to play, but Buster Screen's given up five touchdowns this season, 125 quarterback rating winning coverage. Uh, that's the player I'd be picking out of that trash game on Thursday night between Buffalo and the Jets. In terms just of want to be sure. Just want to make sure of something so you can catch your breath here, John. <laughs> Thank you. You are 
suggesting we play wide receivers with Drew Stanton and C.J. Beathard as quarterbacks? I told you this, the pickings were slim this week, brother. Okay, okay, because okay. <laughs> uh, I, I know with that. that. I, I know that that YouTube commenter is already salivating <laughs> at the thought of you giving Marquise Goodwin another uh, another look. So I'm just for just what it's worth. I, I said less than five percent. I know what I'm saying here. All right. Okay. So in terms of avoid, uh, Mike Evans goes up against. Uh, he's going to get shadow coverage from uh, Marshawn Lattimore, whose quarterback rating when thrown into his coverage thirty three this season, his rookie season. He's allowing two receptions and 20 yards per game, which if you think about that, it's sick considering some of the, the matchups that he's had thus far. Pierre Garçon, again, goes up against Patrick Peterson. He's only being targeted three times a game. Uh, stay tuned to see what happens on that Monday night game, but Darius Slay could be shadowing Devontae Adams. Uh, Slay has been pretty good in coverage recently against Antonio Brown and Mike Thomas. His last two starts, he's allowed a total of two catches for 13 yards. So I think he can handle Devontae Adams if he sees him in shadow coverage. And then the last one I think we have to avoid is A.J. Green. Uh, A.J. Green goes up against that stellar secondary there in Jacksonville. This season, 37 catches allowed. This season, 37 catches allowed on 87 targets, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, a 41 quarterback rating. Basically what that amounts to is these two guys together have allowed five catches and 68 yards per game. That's, a, that's just ridiculous. And A.J. Green's going to have his hands full trying to, to get some action against those guys this week. He's a total fade for me. All right, let's get to our fool's gold bounce back for the week. Uh, let's look back real quick. Last week, looks like Austin was the winner with Melvin Gordon. Um, good job, Austin. Like, Thank you. Big shock. You had a good week. You kicked my rear, and you got your, uh, your bounce back right. Um, this week, though, let's start with fool's gold, and uh, I'm going to call that Dallas running game complete fool's gold here. I think it's just – it's – it's too unpredictable to know what's going to happen. I know that maybe Morris does get the first look, but I do think it's going to be that hot hand approach, and I can't predict that off the bat. Um, so I'm going to avoid that Dallas running game here against Kansas City. That's my fool's gold, and I've already talked him up, and I'm going to do it one more time. Michael Thomas against uh, Tampa Bay. He is my bounce back. He hasn't gone – uh, I don't think he's got over 100 yards yet this season receiving. I don't know if he or um, Mike Evans have done that. But this week, not only does he go over 100, he gets you in the end zone at least once. Wouldn't shock me if it's twice. And uh, he is a lock and load for Team DB this week. Uh, uh, Austin, what do you got? Yeah, Mike Thomas hasn't gotten 100 yards, but Ted Ginn has. <laughs> yeah, Just to, you know, crazy weird. I'm happy over there. Um, let's see. I've got uh, fool's gold. You know, he didn't have a great game last week, but people may be at San Francisco rush defense. Yeah, uh, may people may be considering Adrian Peterson this week. Uh, so <laughs> I would say avoid that at all costs. Sorry, my computer was showing me messages saying my mic was uh, on the fritz. I don't know. We've got Black Eyed Joe on the screen now, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what he's called there? Oh, it's, that is Black Eyed Joe. That is Joe Black Eyed Joe, Joe and, and he's much more handsome than Austin, I might add. That's true. Exactly. I, I sing a song about him and he can't even he can't even make it through the show without Black Eyed Joe taking his spot. So uh all right. Well, so you got Adrian Peterson as your fool's gold. What's your bounce back? 
Uh, my bounce back is um, Tyree Kill. I had mentioned him before. Tyree Kill had a really bad game last week. I like him against Dallas this week. All right. John, you're up. All right. So my fool's gold this week, I, and I'm – I'm so irritated about this guy. <laughs> I could, what well, I could do a what's a box beef, right? I could do a, a Lee's uh, complaint. Will Fuller continues. That doesn't to rhyme. Me. That doesn't rhyme. You gotta, you gotta come up with something better. All than right, that. I'll, I'll think of what I can do. But uh, Will Fuller continues to baffle me. Now, I don't know whether it's good news or bad news. I almost wish that his price would be less so that more people would go after him. He's seven thousand DraftKings, seventy eight hundred on FanDuel. He has 13 receptions this year, and seven of them are for touchdowns. He's not six foot eight. He's six feet. And he's playing, he's a secondary receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins. It absolutely blows my mind that he's exhibiting this kind of efficiency, especially after last season when he had 47 receptions and only two touchdowns. Um, absolutely terrible. I, I, I'm completely avoiding him. And even if he hits, I'm going to avoid him again and again and again, because I, there's just no way that a receiver can be this efficient with his skill set. My bounce back candidate was, and I'm very disappointed in Austin. We're going to, we're going to fight after this. I really wanted to talk a lot about Kareem Hunt against Dallas because he had him on the list. And so I, I graciously gave him to, uh, to Austin and then he switched it up on me. So I defaulted. So then to my talk letter. about him. Then talk no, about no, him. No, 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 because I don't have all my statistics ready. I got to look prepared here. Oh, I, you know, okay. That would be admitting that I'm not 100% prepared to talk about Kareem Hunt, who I think has a, a gorgeous matchup against the Dallas Cowboys 31st ranked DVOA defense. That's what I remember. But we've got Christian McCaffrey, who you talked about earlier. Uh, I think he's in a great spot this week. He's he's still pretty cheap at 65 and 6,100 respectively because he hasn't gotten into the end zone that much. Atlanta, 27th DVOA against the rush, 25th DVOA against the pass. Neither one is strong. We have 7.2 targets to be reassigned amongst receivers on this Carolina Panthers offense. Of those receivers, I think that Christian McCaffrey is certainly in line to see more looks than he has been seeing especially last week when they put that game away early they kind of gave cmc some rest we didn't see him play it was like 58 percent of the snaps he's going to see more i love see i love seeing your reaction to cmc <laughs> everybody dance now <laughs> really john I, I you had to do it you had to give us the abbreviation you're trying to make that work um <laughs> Really trying. Uh, okay, let's get to our Who You Got segment. Uh, let's go with cheap quarterback over on FanDuel. Is it my boy Brett Hundley or Eli Manning? Who you got, Austin? I don't trust Hundley at all. I'm going Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tim and Vic, who you got? Eli Manning uh, or Hundley? I hated this question, but I went with Hundley because simply because he has a running ability and he's got better receivers, neither of which Eli has. But they're, I think they're both poor choices. <laughs> the Austin, <laughs> get it together today, bud. Uh, value running back. What's your favorite 5K running back on DraftKings? Who you got, John? Uh, tough question. It's actually a very good question, but I went with uh, Orleans Darqua, believe it or not, against the Rams, 3,800. He's a, he's a substantial cost savings over some of the other ones I was considering. Uh, the Rams are third against the pass DVOA, but they're allowing 4.6 yards per carry. 
And when Darqua, when, when the, uh, the Giants have been competitive, which hasn't been often, but when they were, uh, they, they had a win a few weeks ago. He had 21 touches in that game, and he's only a three-point home dog here. So 3,800, I think he's worth the, the risk. That's good. So he might be a scientist, but he's not a good listener because I said favorite 5K, not under 5K running back. I said favorite oh, 5K running for value. Well, okay. Well, Austin, let's see if you follow directions. Favorite 5K running back. He's cheating. Favorite 5K running back on DraftKings? Yes, 5K. I, I see one. Derrick so, Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> I win. You do. All right. Uh, I was wide receiver. Collins. Wide receiver 2v2 for you here. Uh, Hopkins and Jordy on DraftKings, if you're playing Thursday through Monday. Or Julio and Michael Thomas. Uh, you got, oh, Austin, you go first. I would go with Julio and Michael Thomas. Uh, I don't trust Jordy to score this week. Uh, same answer for me. It's more about the quarterback play there. I, I trust Matt Ryan and Drew Brees over Deshaun Watson and Brett Hundley. Yeah, DraftKings algorithm does not think highly of Mr. Brett Hundley because his wide receivers are dirt cheap over there. Ertz or Kelsey, who you got this week, John? Uh, I think you got to look to Ertz this week. If uh, you look at my buddy uh, Austin's normalized strength of schedule tool there on football guys, Dallas minus 19% um, under league average in terms of giving up points to tight ends, whereas Denver is plus 33%. And we know that Ertz is, is really an integral part of that uh, offense. So I'm going, I'm going with Ertz this week over Kelsey. Austin, you agree? Yeah, uh, Denver allows second most normalized fantasy points, whereas Dallas is fifth fewest normalized fantasy points. So I like Ertz. Uh, and then my last one, uh, better GPP defense. Bengals versus Jags or Lions versus Packers. Austin, you better give a certain answer here. Wait, are you saying start Cincinnati? Or are you saying pick Jags? Yeah. Cincinnati, Cincinnati D or Lions D? uh <laughs> lions you better say the lions after how much you dogged brett hunley here tonight so uh yeah that's that's all we got we got to get out of here we got the dfs pick six coming up next they're the lee brothers austin and john not really brothers but whatever you can find them over at football guys be sure tips and picks one of my favorite reads each sunday so uh, it's part of their subscription that you can get over there at Football Guys. And if you're new to Roto-Grinders, remember, check us out for all your DFS content. One price will get you covered up for everything. If you're trying some NBA, PGA, NHL, hey, our monthly subscription covers every single sport. I think you'll enjoy it. Guys, always enjoyed the show. Thanks to David doing a great job behind the scenes producing. And we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Roto-World DFS Pick 6 up next. See you. 